Commerce and the Thrive15.com World Headquarters. Let's go! Presenting the world's only business school without the BS with optometrist and entrepreneur Dr. Robert Zellner and the Forest Small Business Administration Entrepreneur of the Year in your ear, Clay Clark. It's the Thrive Time Show on Talk Radio 1170. Three, two, one. Boom, 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 and boom. Welcome back to the Thrive Time Show on your radio. If you're hearing some ambient noise in the background, it's because we are currently hosting a chamber event at our building. And Z, if it's okay with you, can we start our own chamber? Can we do that? Can we just say, you know, the Wu-Tang Clan had their own chambers, you know, the rap group? So can we start our own chamber? Can we do our own? Can we do like the... I, I'm, I'm very embarrassed right now because I thought we already had our own chamber group. Did, <laughs> did, we, have we, did, did we not? It's, it, we'll call it the Chamber of Commerce and Choir. But there's bigger things going on. I am... I'm a little shocked... Well, and, and excited. Are you really? What, yeah, I'm, a sh- I'm what a shocked, and, shocked excited. and excited. That's two things simultaneously. How is it possible? We'll call that shock-sidedness. Shock-sidedness. Facial expressions just throwing me off. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. What, I don't know what you even want to say. I'm going to work on that. Mm. But um, they're apparently still playing a game called um, baseball. I've never heard of it. <laughs> Don't know what it, is. it could be. It could don't, be a silent B. It could be Ace Ball. I was. I did subscribe to the Cricket Channel. Yeah. Because I, I heard that that's a thing where you hit a ball, and I also I'm a big curling fan. I'm a big advocate. I think it should have been in the Olympics a well, lot you, sooner. You lived part and of your life up in Minnesota, so that or Wisconsin, excuse me, wherever up there is cricket the roughly thing, attached to this basketball. Yeah, I think so. So apparently, baseball—they're still playing it, and they have the finals going a on, which they, they refer to as the World Series. And I just asked our our, our current baseball expert, Justin, oh, yes. who I think played back in the day. Back co- in the I day. mean, I don't know. I can't verify that. It's <laughs> a it's a rumor. Play. What do you do? I mean, what do you do with this <laughs> baseball? What is the baseball? There's a stick, a ball, and a glove. That's about all I know. I don't know if it's that's, gonna work that's out. About it, yeah. I don't think anyone under the age of thirty-five is gonna watch it. <laughs> I don't. I was just shocked they still. Do, I didn't. I yeah. You know, I didn't think they still did that thing. Well, if you do watch it, or if you, if you're good, if you're good at the basketball, can you be from this country, or do you have to be completely from other countries? Well, if you're if you're from another country, especially the the southern South America, you definitely get a head start. Oh. Japan too. You, you start at a young age. Japan you know? too. Yeah. Japan as well. Yeah. Well, if and, that's the case, why is our little league still doing so well? Little league. What um, is that? <laughs> well, you, well, you fake the age of kids and go like twenty-seven-year-old man out there. We, we still got to establish what baseball is before we start talking about like little little league. I don't. I, you guys, it's like why don't we focus on things that people are, are care about, like getting stuff done. Okay, okay, all right. Okay, so okay. today's show okay. is going to be about getting stuff done. Okay, so how do you how do you get stuff done? We have we all have twenty-four hours in our day, but how do multimillionaires get so much more done during their day than the average person? Well, we have documented the 66 proven moves that you can use to get more done. And in the next six shows over the last, it's a total of, it's a a six show series. We're going through each move. So today we're going through, we're going to start off at move number 15. But before we get into move number 15 and the art of getting things done, Robert, you have a hot business coach question coming in from, uh, hot, uh, from left field. That's part of the baseball. Uh, (laughs) I believe it's from the uh, short stop. (laughs) 
Don't it's know from what you're talking the about. short stop, I stop believe. It's speaking, one of the terms. Stop speaking Klingon. No, so check this out. One of the uh, businesses that I work with, an amazing business, a screen printing company. They do screen printing and promotional products. And they are just killing it with their sales. They're doing a great job with lead cha- uh, tracking and call scripting and call recording. But one of the problems they're running into is holding team members accountable. And when we were in our meeting this past week, he's telling me, hey, Robert, how do I hold my graphics designers accountable? How do I hold my, the actual print shop accountable? Basically, when I have so many different departments in my business that are all required to collaborate and work together to get something done, how do I make sure that things are done on time, uh, on budget, and make sure my customers are getting well, the right order? Well, as is tradition, I'm going to give you the big three, and then I want Dr. Z to one-up me. That's how it works here. So That's there we how go. it works. The big three. Number one, you need to trust but verify everything. So you need to assume that the person that you gave the job to is not going to do the job. That's step one. Just mean. Step two, give everyone a deadline, which means that things die when they're not done. It's a deadline. It's a, you mean someone has to die? Not literally. I mean, you could in other countries. I mean, Opposite of lifeline, right? Well, yeah. I mean, okay. the idea you know, I, I, that you don't want to be you don't want to be in the you know you don't actually kill an animal or a human for not doing it. But you know what I'm saying? Figuratively. <laughs> this just in. Thrive Time Show does not endorse the death of anyone or any animal in the making of a business. <laughs> Thank you. Now the third move, the third the third move. Okay, is you want to make sure that the person who has the job clearly understands the job. Right? Before they say yes to do the job. So, again, one, trust but verify. But two, you need to say, okay, so this is the item needs to be done Tuesday at 4. Okay, what needs to be done Tuesday at 4? Step three, what needs to be done? They need to understand it. Because a lot of times, bosses are notorious for delegating things via email. And no one has any idea what the heck you're talking about. Right. So that's 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 the move. Now, Z, you manage hundreds of employees. And I want to hear your take on how do you efficiently delegate something like this year's Christmas party. So your incredible uh, uh, assistant, Miss Sydney, she said, I want to know who are the full-time people. I want to know uh, who's coming, their significant other, and I want to know, uh, you know who they are because we're having a holiday party at the Mayo Hotel on this specific date. And she is super detailed and super accurate, and I feel like I'm talking to a direct clone of you, very detailed, very specific, and it gets done. But yet in other organizations, like, that doesn't necessarily happen. So how, how, what are your rules for delegating projects? Well, here's what's happened as over the years, uh, Robert, great question, by the way, uh, from a thriver. And what happens is as you fine tune and sharpen your team, and that's really what happens as you do more and more projects, you find out who you can rely on and who you can't rely on. Oh, come on. Repeat that. And that's what it was. As you do more and more projects, you can find out who you can rely on and who you can't rely on. Shame on you for keeping people in the loop that you can't rely on. Oh, go ahead, Robert. You had your finger up as, I, a, as a fine young man. Put the I finger th- up. I, put the finger up. I, I I totally hear what you're saying. Though in a lot of businesses I work with, there almost seems to be a bigger issue. And Clay, Doctor Z, I want you guys to just get real, real. Ooh, okay. Oh, whoa, 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 real, real. Because what I've what I've found is some people are just scared. scared to hold people accountable. They're scared okay, to follow. Well, so what do you got to say to them? We're getting that. We're out the fear card because everything goes through two filters in life, fear and love. So okay, come you, on. you play the fear card. So the thing about it is, that, is that as a good manager, you have to get upon that. You have to get over that. You have got to get around it. You've got to hurdle it. Whatever you got to do to get through that problem of holding people accountable because – Here's the thing, Robert. As you know, as we've said on the show, according to Forbes, 80% of businesses 
fail. Fail. That starts from the top and goes down to the bottom. And so if you tell me that you have a leader, an entrepreneur, a business owner that is afraid, has fear. A.K.A. a weak sauce boss. To Ooh. hold people accountable. That's, that's, he's one. You might, you know, you know what? I want to be liked. I want to be short the community. That, short that stock and move on in life. That's, okay? that's huge. Yeah. So what you need to do is this. First of all, if you're listening out there and you want to start a business, you've got to understand that it's up to you to make sure stuff gets done. And if you delegate getting stuff done to somebody else, hey, would you make sure this gets done, Billy? Oh, you, you bet, boss. And then it doesn't get done. There's not too many of those that happen that you're not in the fail, you're not in the fail zone. That, that is, I believe, profound. Can you say that one more time? If you are... Billy? Oh, yeah. No. Billy? Well, it, 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 Billy. But uh, that's huge. Did I do it right? That's huge. When, if you own a business, ultimately, you... The business owner, is that what you're saying, are responsible yes. for things getting the buck, done? The buck stops with you. And what I'm telling you is that as you're doing projects, as you're doing these things, for the original question, you have to assess your team members. You have to assess the people that are assigned things to get done. And you know what? Yes, you have to trust and verify. In other words, you have to stay on them. You have to every Chief. day, every week, you Chief. have to follow up. I want to bring this in because I'm, you, I'm you, getting, you, you, you do kind of fired up. No, here. you do a great job on this. I want to bring this up because get fired up. what happens is when you assign something, I want to make sure you get this. The word abdicate, abdicate. Mm -hmm. That means that back in the day, if I, had, if I was a king and I knew that my kingdom was going to be overtaken, I would, what they call, abdicate the throne. I would go, hey, uh, uh, Justin, <laughs> hey, hey, if Billy, it's cool, man, Billy. I want to see if you could run the castle you know, this week. And you're like, why? Why all of a sudden? Oh, you just your leadership skills are amazing. Just put on this crown. You'll be fine. And then I run out the back door going, oh, my God, I don't want to die. <laughs> and that's abdicate. That's what you do. You, you, right, they would right. literally give a decoy. They would, say, they would tell somebody that they didn't mind if they died. And the king would go run out the back door to avoid certain death. That's right. abdication. It's where you just denounce your throne. Delegation is where you tell someone what to do and you assume they didn't do it. So like as an example, anything that I ask my team to do goes on my to-do list and I ask them over and over. And you see it, Robert, all day. Did you do it? 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 Did you? Oh, yeah, I'm working on it. Did you do it? Did you do it? And I, I don't believe anybody ever about anything ever. I do not trust a single freaking human on the planet Earth ever. Even when people say they get stuff done by marking their to-do item red on the to-do list, you still follow up with them. And I don't even trust myself, which makes it crazy, but here's an example. <laughs> so today, no, I'm not kidding. Today, I bought a lamination machine. Steve Currington says, could you buy a laminator? I said, absolutely. So I put it on my list. And you know why I put it on my list? Because I'm not going to remember. Right. Then i driving home. I'm going through my list. I'm like, oh, i got to buy the laminator. I buy the laminator. Then I take the laminator. I put it in my car. And then today in the meeting, it says in the meeting, grab laminator out of the car. And today, I don't remember. A lot of things happen in my life. And then during the meeting, it goes, Clay, get laminator. And Steve's like, you need to get the laminator. I got to my car, grabbed the laminator. That's how it works. I'm not going to remember things. It's not going to happen. You have to, when you delegate something, you've got to write it down right. and follow up. It's very simple, but it's very difficult for people. And to, uh, to, to kind of hammer home what Z was saying, Aristotle, our main man, he once said, there's only one way to avoid criticism as a boss. It's to do nothing, say nothing, and be nothing. Ouch. So who's the most successful human in the world? Oprah. Well, she's irritating people because she's standing up for things. Who's the president? Well, he's irritating people because he stands up for things. The only people that people don't care about are the people who do nothing. So if you're worried about offending people, you've got a problem. You need to go be an employee and not a boss. Oh. Because bosses Ooh. make big obstacles seem yes, small. Yes, preach. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. It's Amen? Is he, in yes. the, is he in the... Is he, is he, is he a baseball player? Amen? <laughs> Amen? No, is that... I'm glad you thought that was funny. But I, I was, does he play... What, what team does he play on? 
Are you talking about? Do they have teams, or do they all have their own individual fields? Or <laughs> move See, how does this baseball work? Amen. I, is that his name? I'm just surprised they still played. I thought the sport had died out, like the dinosaurs. I thought they every now and then they dug up a bat, you know, out in some the thing they Justin, dug it up, and then like an aluminum bat. I thought they uncovered the other bing, day in Camden Yard. Bing, they uncovered bing, this bat. They're bing, like, bing, oh my gosh, bing. what is this? And someone researched and thought that's a. It used to be called a baseball bat. Justin, there is the uh, the Lo- the Los Angeles uh, Dodgers. Uh, can you tell us how, how's the, how, how are the Dodgers doing? Uh, are they going to win the thing or whatever the thing is they do? Tell you what, they got a 50 50 chance. <laughs> I, hear they, I hear they call this the World Series. So yeah, the World Series, do they? Do they? I appreciate you coming in hard with an opinion there. Yeah. Do they? With the World Series, do they? Is it a series that goes around the world, or how does they? How do they play the baseball? Um, yes, it's called the World Series, but actually, it's uh, just the teams here in the in the states. But um, they do have uh, World Baseball, and that is. Teams from all over um, the world. Well, don't, so wait, it's, it's this, weird, it, well, don't we have some teams from Canada? I mean, it's not uh, the United States. Or, is it, yeah, or you I think of Canada as like our, our 51st state that's kind of just the ornery. That's kind of, well, we don't kind of bizarre how you just throw a team. Here's the I mean, there's Toronto, right? Blue Jays? <laughs> hey, that is true. Hey, no, yeah, here's yeah. the deal Canada has a free military. That's what that is. That's just Canada's like, you know what? We're pacifists because you guys weren't going to let us get dominated. So, I mean, I th- I mean Canada should <laughs> mail us, what? mail us. I'm serious. Canada is like. If you give your Zay, have you been to Canada? Every Canadian should should mail us right now a oh, gallon a you. gallon of, uh, of what, what maple would they syrup, have? maple syrup, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> now, we, Thrive Nation, we come back. We're going to be breaking down the art of getting things done. Specifically, we're going into creating one email inbox. I want to hammer that point home. We're bringing Wes Carter, Tulsa's number one attorney, Ooh. in my opinion, Tulsa's in number one attorney. America's number one attorney. In fact, his partner boss guy, Mr. Tom Winters, was featured in the Tulsa World recently. These guys are counseling. They're, they're providing some input to uh, President Trump. Could be a good thing. Could be a bad thing. Either way, he's the president of the world. No, is he actually, part of the of Illuminati? Yeah, yeah, President Trump is definitely part of the Illuminati. No, no, I meant Wes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the Thrive Time Business Coach Radio Show is filmed in front of a live studio audience. So, Dr. Z, I'm always curious. How many people did you pay to be in the live studio audience today? Hey, uh, Z, there's a lot of people. Uh, hey, guys, don't touch my... Hey, hey, away from the equipment. Uh, just less air horns to make it easier for people to hear what we're saying. So, welcome back to the Thrive Time Show on your radio. Uh, today, we're talking about uh, how to grow a successful... Uh, forget it. You know, Z, typically we, we do have a live audience inside the box that rocks. But tonight, I mean, today we've got a, a very large a, a shindig, a gathering, Z. We have a chamber event being hosted at our Thrive 15 World Headquarters on the left coast of the Arkansas River, which reminds me, back to my root question, should we start our own chamber? Our own chamber? Should we succeed? Should we secede? Should we leave? Should we annex? Should we say, you know what? It's time that we rise up and start our own chamber that, that really stands for nothing but efficiency and the refusal to ever keep minutes and to do anything that's not related to sales. Like, it's more of a deal where you, you say, step one, build rapport. Step two, we build needs. Step three, everyone needs to go sell each other something. Step four, close the meeting. I mean, should we have a high efficiency, our own chamber that, that is our own separate chamber, or should we continue participating in the other chambers? Um, yes, we should have our own, and we should continue participating 
and I just Googled the word shindig, which I've heard all my life. Mm. And it's a large, a large, lively party, especially one celebrating something. A shindig? So we absolutely had a shindig here tonight. The, we're, a we're, shindig. A shindig. A shindig. A swagalicious occasion. A, sw- a, sh- a shin, schwin, dig. Shindig. Which, shindig. Remi- which reminds me of a new word. We're also learning a new word tonight called a baseball. But ba- ba- it could be a, it could be a silent b. It could be a silent b. It could be a ball. Base it a ball. It's know. like it's multiple multiple syllables. It's hard to base it a ball. You got to. I'll work through it. We'll figure out what that what that is. But yeah. we're talking today about the art of getting things done. So move number fifteen. I want to get your take on this Z. I want to get any questions that Justin or I may have out of our brains to you because I want to want to want to make sure that everyone understands this. You've got to have one email inbox where you're not checking multiple emails all day as the leader of the as, as an efficient person. You can't be like logging into your Yahoo and your Gmail and all those different ones. Walk to how do you do emails? He walk me through how do you do email? We're in a world where you got the smartphone, which research has shown can make people dumb. How do you manage email? You know, that reminds me that I think it's probably time to tell you a story. Nice. You know, story time. It's been a while since we've done a little story time. It has been a while. Oh, story time. Nice. You see, Clay, I'm old enough. <laughs> oh, so old. Where I remember time before emails. What was that? I don't remember that time at all. Old man. We had the Pony Express, followed up by the United States Postal Service. Watch out, he's packing again. Um, and they would actually bring paper letters paper to the address what's that paper and i remember when i was signing up for my first email account the 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 just the awareness that what is an email what is how do you what what is it with this virtual this email thing i i don't even know what an email is. sounds a lot like the facebook and and now how can you live life without one what Right, it's always shocking when you find someone. It's usually like an eighty-year-old curmudgeoned old man who doesn't have a cell phone, doesn't have. Doesn't hey, uh, have see, a, I just set up my new email. It's an AOL account. It's a Clay. <laughs> it's Clay. Well, it's Claylicious uh, sixty-seven at AOL. Uh, but if you could send the MP3s over, I'll get the facts back back to you because I want to get you your facts. dot com dot org dot gov forward slash edu. Yeah, and, and uh, you know, it's always like shocking anymore when you find someone who doesn't have one. You're like, oh my gosh, how are you? Do you have a pulse? Are you are you are you alive? I've never been outside. Good to see you. Good to wow, see you. My first this, interaction with humans. That big bright thing's called the sun. Welcome to the world. You know. Yeah. And anyway, so now. Now it's not like everybody has one. Everybody has like 87. Yeah, send that to my spam email that I used to sign up for uh, trials of things. Send it to that then one because that's the new one that, answer, right? that Mabel's helped me set up. It's amazing. See, do you know if you hold the two rabbit ears together and you put some foil on it, you can start to see the so, base of all. Right, so you have a personal one, maybe a couple of those because the first one you signed up for wasn't that good, but a couple friends know about it, so you got to hang on so to it. So how do you, you know? do it? How do you do it? How do you deal with email? You've got you hundreds of people. You've got customers. How do you personally manage your email? Answer the question. We can't handle the it's truth, called, but we're going to do it. The, the program I use is called Exchange, and it funnels all my emails into one form that I can grab all my different emails from okay and that's what i do and so when i and throughout the day periodically not all day but throughout the day i have set times where i go and i and i you know delete and i go through and that's it's mostly delete right Who's, it's kind of what it is i mean you go no, into your okay, email okay, accounts okay, well, delete, you delete. hundreds of emails which ones do you respond to uh, only the ones i have to such as 
Like if you got like 100 emails today, because you probably did, do you only respond to people that, you're, that are paying you, like a, like a customer, an employee? I mean, how do you decide? Because there, there's so many emails coming in. People are like, hey, Z, I would like a raise. Hey, I was upset well, about this. I, I, I use a term that I call icebox. 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 We've never talked about this on the show, but you talk about it often. I'm excited. Yeah, um, icebox is the term that I use that says, hey, listen, um, often when you make a hurried decision, it's not always the best decision. And so a lot of times you've got to think about something, i.e. you're not sure you want to do it. Someone's pressuring you to do it. We have to go streaking now or we're never going to get to the (laughs) clock tower. We've got to go now. The time is right. Take half, off your clothes. Half price chicken. Get out of that be over in just shortly. Okay. So people, people that are selling you, there's a there's a move they have, Clay. And you may know about this. You may not. Of course, you know about the it because he teaches it's the move. this. It's the move. It's the move. It's the time move. Of you know, hey, they're move. going fast. It's going fast. It's, we not got another call on Total that deal. Total liquidation. I, I mean, swear, it's, I swear, uh, if you I don't s- if you don't move on it today, you may not get it tomorrow. This, right. This, the move. this is a prayer towel that was personally blessed by you know Dick Rob. It was personally. You got to get one right now. We got 17 left. I swear, it's anointed with oil. It's like I think there's maybe three. Call the phones are ringing now. Call right, right now. Make a donation. They could be it's gone. unbelievable. It Dick could be Rob over anyway. Yeah. So there's that there's a time sensitive move that people do, and whenever they're pressuring me like that, a lot of times I'll icebox them, and what that means is I will take that email. I walk over to the freezer. We have here at Thrive. 15 Thrive Times headquarters, the Cryo Med Spa. And I will set it in there where it's nice and cold and go, okay, you will you will remain here safe because you're cold. If you can't keep it hot, if you can't keep it cold, don't keep it all land. I heard that at food handling okay. permit school. Um, then what you do is you just like, a lot of the hard decisions are made for you because now all of a sudden you go, you know what? I, I don't want to be pressured, but I don't want to make the decision right now. So you don't answer. And a lot Ooh. of times that is an answer. That's Ooh. iceboxing. Is what I call it, iceboxing. Now, now here's the Wes, from a legal perspective, yes. Justin, as an entrepreneur, I want to ask you, do you have any email questions for Z, Justin? I mean, Elephant in the Room is growing. Thousands of members. Everyone's loving the $1 first haircut. They're becoming members. Thousands of members now. Three locations to serve Tulsa. By the way, if you haven't gone into Elephant in the Room yet, what's going on? you got to check it out. But, Justin, do you have any email questions for the Zolhan, the master of the email? Oh, uh, well, I would say this is this was game changer for us and for me personally. When you're starting up your business, you know your hands are in everything. You're, you're seeing every email. Then you have your personal emails. You have the the, the business emails. Um, you maybe want to delegate those, handle them yourself. But we created emails for our internal team. So yeah. um, those are you know payroll, time request off. You know you don't want people um, bombarding your managers and taking their time when they're supposed to be managing. Open hours are for mm-hmm. um, for operating, and before after is for for growth. So I'll tell you more about that when we get back. But um, our internal emails change the game for us. And I want to get Wes Carter's perspective about the legal aspects of emails. You know, when you send an email Ooh, and yeah. you're like, "Oh, I probably shouldn't have sent that." Can Wes, you prove it Wes, for me? Uh, yeah, I didn't say that. Stay I'm tuned. Soon. We're talking I'm about soon. email and getting stuff done. <laughs> Broadcasting from the center of the universe and the Thrive15.com world headquarters, it's the Thrive Time Show. Oh, see, I'm in that groove. I don't want this intro to don't stop. Don't stop. Don't, don't stop. stop. Oh, don't, don't stop. stop it. Just keep it going. Oh. Oh, there it is. Yep. I'm in that groove. Get right in there. I feel like I, the problem is whenever you get into oh, a good groove, tough. you don't want to get out of the groove. I you know? know? It's like... It's well, isn't the job of a great DJ is to get people in the groove... Get in the and groove. ...and then see how long you can keep them in the groove? Can I Can I say something real quick here? The last time, and this this happened, we, we I DJed for your daughter, Brid, daughter Bridget's wedding. Yeah. 
and you got, you did a great in, job by the way. You got into that groove, in and the you groove. became a slave well, to we that were, groove. We you were, could not we get were out a of the groove. groove team. I'm like, we were a groove team. You weren't the groove master. You were mixing. And I was like, you got to get out. I was receiving. I said, bro, you got to get out. You I can't. You got a business to run. You've got a family. You've got emails to check. You got to get out. You've got to get out of the groove. And you said, I can't. And we just kept going. And it was like we just. We kept, it was like, we, we would, we, you put your hands in the air like you didn't care, but you mm, did. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and I'm going, you mm-hmm. have to put those down. You're like, I don't know what's happening. My hands are in the air like I don't care, mm. but I do. I care so I much. I care because I wrote the checks for that groove. wedding, so I really did care right, about and the I'm like, And then, it <laughs> was really, just, and, really, and then you, were, you were shucking and jiving. You were shucking and jiving. I was, I, you, you know were, what? I gave I, you an old school shovel when you were digging it. That was an expensive wedding, so I was shucking and jiving. I felt like, you know what? As much as I paid for this wedding, I should have the ability to shuck and jive. You went into beast mode. You, you, you openly challenged other people did to I dance off. I, d- I did. You did, and you know what you want. You know what? You want. I mean, and it's not because you were I mean, paying, but that, it's because that you were paying be, and you were really good. That may be the popular vote that I won. That could be the overwhelming so, consensus, but did I really win? So this year's Christmas party, I'm just making sure at some point I want to help get the crowd into a group. I want you to, I want you to commit that you'll help me. You'll let me help <laughs> get the group, group into a group one time. Just, just like maybe 10 minutes of DJ. My wife won't even know. Just ten minutes, get them into a groove. Oh, you're no, 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 Because I know you won't get out till next year, and then I can just have total keys to the castle. Don't tell me, don't tease me. You're telling me at my my Christmas party, which entails all the people that work with me and yes. around me and all that, all the couple three hundred people. I just want ten minutes to get them you, into the groove. You will do a guest DJ I would appearance. For ten, ten minutes, I would get in there, I would get in the groove, and then I would just say, "I'm sorry." You know what? I'm that's sorry the for best, what I've done. That's I'm the best sorry. Christmas gift I think you could have ever. Given Are you me. down? I, yes. My wife won't even that, know about it because I won't tell her about my commitment. We'll wait. Minutes. We'll wait till she goes to the bathroom. Then we'll, we'll then we'll barricade the door and make her cl- make her dig out of it like a Viet Cong. Vanessa's you know, going to go. You know, why, why does this taste? Why does this wine taste a lot like prune juice? We don't know. We don't know. We don't know. But why? Why did I pass out for eighty-seven <laughs> minutes? We don't know. We don't know. Now we're talking today about managing your email. Wes, you're an attorney. Winters and King. If you're looking for an attorney, and I know you are, you need to go to WintersKing.com today to to. It's a really fine Tulsa's number one attorney. But Wes, email. Talk to me about the bad thing about email for entrepreneurs. Because entrepreneurs are known as doers. Yes. They get stuff done. Yeah. But they also send the email. They go, uh-oh. Uh-oh. Walk us through it, Wes. Well, one, not just for the emails you send, but I would highly suggest that you have a electronic policy for your employees. So social media, computers, emails, anything that goes through a piece of hardware that you own they should have no expectation of privacy in that information, and you as the employer should be able to look at any of that. So as an example, I love working at Thrive. It's so awesome, Yeah. which is why I decided to go streaking and post it on Facebook. You know, right, And then yeah. you as the owner are like, hey, I'm monitoring your computer. I just saw you do that. That's not really in line with our values. We're going to have to take that down. So That kind of stuff, and then lost production. You spent three hours on your fantasy football lineups, and I, and I know that now. Or a big one is discrimination issues. People are sending jokes they shouldn't be sending via email. <laughs> so, where, I hate West, white West, people. <laughs> you, you touched on something that was very large right there. So as an owner of a business, if I give you an email that's a business or work-related email, do I have the authority then to look at all your emails? Yes, as, but you need to clarify that with the employee in okay, the employee's handbook. Look, what does that look like? Talk to me, talk to me, talk so to me. So it's, it's simply a policy me, ghost, ghost, that gets ghost. in front of the employee that says anything you send on your email okay. or through my computer or through my phone. Oh, even if it's on a personal one. Yeah. If it, well, if yeah. I own the phone, if I own the email account, if I own the computer you're using, I have a right to look at all that. Ah. Ah, it's good so stuff. then if you have one, a wrongful termination claim, a discrimination claim, bad productivity, a number of issues, 
you have the tools available to you to go investigate and find that information. So the threshold is, one, it's either a company uh, email address, or two, it's a company computer. Right. And three, you had to let them know vis-a-vis the company handbook vis-a-vis. that right. this was the oh, policy boom. that if you go through the company email, even on your own stuff, yes. or you go through the company computer on whatever stuff, right. you have the ability and the authority right. To look at keyword oh, keyword no expectation of privacy. Justin so, here hypothetically, I've, I've got wow. okay. So say I go work for for Doctor Z, and it's his computer uh-huh. inside his establishment, and I go there and get on my personal Facebook or my personal email. Wait a second, okay? Z, can you cue up the the, the George right? Michael music as Justin tells the scenario? Because I yes. think this is kind of a a sexy. I'm not saying it, it's a hypothetically sexy. right. So so come on now, Justin, you bring it. I'm checking my hey, emails. Whose computer is that? Hey, buddy. What are we doing tonight? <laughs> is that my computer? I'm at work. Dr. D- Z doesn't know that I'm checking my personal Facebook. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And he's paying me. Shirtless oh, FaceTime. Oh, yeah. Oh, I got to go. It's time to clock out. Show yeah, me the money. Out. I'm paying you, baby. Yeah, okay. Just, so yes. now, oh, 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 Dr. Z comes in early in the morning, you know, and he's just, before everyone else, is going to... Check out the shop. Check out the shop. And he notices My that. shop, I think I'll Be- check it out. Baseball. One of the computers is on, and he notices that there's a Facebook, and he said, that's bizarre. Huh. That's weird. We don't have huh. baseball. Facebook. And he notices that I left my Facebook account open. Shocking. Ooh. On his computer. Wow. Yes. So does he have the right? That, that's, that's a, I say that's a gift. He's got a gift. Oh, a, a gift. A gift. I, I would not condone <laughs> rolling what? through your text message history that you didn't already perform on that computer or seeing what secret photos you sent to your significant other. But oh. but if you did it on the clock to that computer and I'm not sneaking in and doing it myself, that's fair game as long as I have the right policy. Oh, wow. Right policies. That's the key. The right policy. That's right. the key. And that's what it's all about to set up the foundation block. And that's why when people are setting up a business, Clay Clark. Come on now. They need to get a business code. And make sure they have the right building blocks, well, the foundation the, the set up. What the heck is going on? This is the thing. This is the thing. I, I know that you people listen to this great show. You wouldn't do this. It's other people. It's other people other in other, people. other planets, other countries, other broadcasting networks, places where they're talking about political things they can't control in the weather. Not this show. What you people are doing is you're out there running a business and it's unsuccessful. You barely survive, right? That's 9 out of 10 businesses that make it. Just so we're clear, Forbes says 8 out of 10 businesses fail. But what about the ones who just barely make it? Well, then there's crazy people like Tip Top Canine. Z, Z do you know about Tip Top Canine? Great, great kids. I say kids, but great young people. They just you know, opened they, up. Think about they had a great product. They, they solved a problem. And they just didn't have the engine to pull that little train up the hill. Now, if you type they, in can Tulsa they, dogs. Can they train some, I, know some hu- I know some humans. Does that work? Can they train some humans? No, it's, it's the same know, taser technology. Humans, humans and dogs. It's the same well. thing. It's actually it's a human grade. But what they do is these guys are top in Google. They have leads coming in every day. And Z, they just opened up their second and third locations today Ooh. in Boise. Nice. And they're opening one in Owasso. And you know what? It's because they needed a coach. It's not because they're idiots. They needed someone to help them. No, wait a second. Wait a second. Wait a second. Whoa, 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 whoa. You're telling me that I'm smart and I should be able to figure things out and there's plenty of, you know, um, I can go out there and sort things out myself. And does it, is it kind of a sign of failure to go get a coach or Let a me trainer? say this. Steve Jobs, the guy who started Apple, right? Okay, there's Jeff one. Jeff Bezos, okay. who started Amazon. Okay, he's Eric kind of Schmidt, successful. Eric Schmidt, who's the CEO of Google. They it's all kind of had one thing in common. It's called 
billions? No, it's a business coach. They all had Bill Campbell as their business coach because they needed somebody to help them stay organized in details because they're visionaries, which is why they had a hard time being detailed. And baseball, you have a hitting coach. Baseball. Uh, baseball, hitting coach. Right? Baseball. A hitting coach or and a hitting so, and coach? Hitting, you hit soccer, and soccer, what He's kind of coach do you have? because we don't have baseball anymore. In soccer, what kind of coach do you have? Baseball sounds violent. How, how to fake an injury? Push, push. Push. You know oh. that I'm a hustler. Thrive Nation, if you are a hustler or you want to be, if you want to become profitable, you have to learn how to get things done. And so many people struggle with getting things done. So we're talking about the 66 moves that you can use to get things done. Move number 16, in honor of Joe Montana, is determine to get your action items done every day, no matter what. What? Now, Lee Cockerell is the former executive vice president of Walt Disney World Resorts. He used to manage 40,000 employees. And he said, you either pay now or pay later with just about every decision you make about where and how you spend your time. Also, as a reward for getting stuff done, you will feel inspired. This just in. Inspiration is the reward. You actually feel inspired when you get things done. But see, you will experience a thing called... Cognitive dissonance when you make goals that you don't achieve. When you set a daily goal, like I'm yep. going to do this and you don't do it, you feel guilty, yep. which usually causes you to become a very negative person and you begin to attack others. It's kind of a weird thing. If you want to study psychology for years, as I have, you can get into it. But Z, talk to me about why you never want to like put stuff on your list that you're not going to do, making these ridiculous to-do lists that you're not going to do. Well, it sets you up for failure. And we here at the Thrive, I call it Thrive Nation. Thrive Nation. You know, we have all these different ways um, of Podcast, helping you. Yeah. Podcast. We have in-person workshops. One-on-one coaching. We have one-on-one -on -one coaching. We have a, a winery a we're opening up there in the he's Napa a, Valley region. He's a, he's a reverse echo. And we have our Thrive15.com business coaching platform which is no BS. No BS. Um, that you can get for the dollar th your first month and then $19 afterwards. And you get Shameless the new plug. chamber that we might be working on. And the new chamber we're working on. But what happens is, is that, here's the thing, is that when you set yourself up for failure, when you say, hey, you know what? I'm going to get that done when pigs fly. I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what, what I'm going to do. What I'm going to do. I'm, gonna do I'm, I'm being serious now. I'm going to lose <laughs> 200 pounds this year. I'm so what I'm going to do is I'm going to run month. 18 I'm losing, miles every morning. I'm losing so I'm, 22, pound, 22 pounds make, a day. I make like 100 sales calls in like an hour. Yeah, what happens is, is that you set these unrealistic goals. You set yourself up for failure. And then you get that failure loop. And then pretty soon you're... Holding a cardboard sign on the corner of a street, fighting some other guy to, to stay I off the corner to beg for money. Can I tell you a very funny story that's a yes. little old enough that, that I think people would appreciate, but okay. not young enough where you'd go, I know who that is? Yeah. We had a guy who worked with us, and he had a Rama connection, okay? All right. And this guy... Rama is a Bible school here in the Tulsa area, for those of you who don't know. And he believed, he believed that if you could believe it... If you could, if you could believe it, you, know, yep. you can achieve it. Sure. And so he came into our office, and I'm not kidding. He said, here's the deal. I am here. I am on a purpose. I'm on a mission. I'm going to be the best sales guy ever. I'm going to, and he, you know what he did? He did it. Like he had no, no sales experience. He went to one of these revival things. He like believed he could be good at sales. Yeah. He just did it. And I'm going, this is awesome. Well, he was also a very massive man. Okay. And he says, 
dude, I'm going to be like, I'm going to lose. And true story, so I'm going to lose like 100 pounds between now and like Christmas or some date, you know? Okay. And I'm going, okay. I mean, okay. Th that would be like 30 pounds a month, you know? I mean, that would be like you running like probably 12, 15 miles a day. That would be like you definitely like, that'd be knee pain. That would be you like changing your diet radically. That's like no carbs. That's like, I mean, that's like a, that's a thing where I think it'd be best if you just started committing to like walk a block a day. Sure. Maybe just a block a day would be would be good. And he goes, yeah. "No, bro, I'm I'm doing it. I'm, I'm so, going I'm for doing it. it." So like he runs, and I'm, I'm not sure. I mean, he's just running, and I can just imagine the thing. But he's running. He's very kind of a Chris Farley personality, just running. And we watched him in front of the building because he's running in front of the building. We had I-44 and Skelly, and he's running. And I don't know how far he ran, but it was probably like. 400 feet, you know, and then he's like, you could tell, he's okay, I'm done. He's done. Comes back upstairs, and we're like, dude, how was 400 it? 400 feet. No, I'm not kidding. He did not run the length of the building. You could tell, and he goes, I go, what happened? He goes, it's too far. I can't do it. So what he did is he started doing this thing where he said every day he's going to walk, like, I can't remember the number, but, you know, I'm going to walk like sure. five blocks today. Sure. The next day, six blocks. Sure. And then it was, well, anyway. Reasonable. I saw the guy at an actual chamber event, as we're kind of joking about chamber events, it kind of popped into my head. He actually, I saw him, and I'm like, dude. You look awesome. And he goes, yeah, I've actually, I'm down like 150 pounds. And I'm like, how are you doing? He's like, well, that got up to where I'm doing like three miles a day now. But it's like he started with a realistic sure, goal. Sure. And it was so encouraging to watch it happen. But yeah. you just can't be the guy who's going to like, all of a sudden, if you've never worked out ever, you're a sedentary person to say to yourself. And I, I felt bad for him. We tried to build him up in the office. But he told everybody, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. You guys have no idea. And because he was good at sales, he thought he could do this. And I'm not dogging. I'm just saying that's a really tough challenge to set yourself up for failure like that. And everyone in the office, I told him, I said, guys, he's coming up here. Don't don't mock him, you know, because he could tell like he was the bad thing. And everyone was really positive with him. Yeah, but you could yeah. tell he felt like this shame because he had just said he was going to do it, and they're all looking out like you're not going to do it. And then he made it like 400 feet because it was just like too much. So I'm just saying this. I think it's on. It was funny. It was like funny now because it's far enough back where we're yeah, like, yeah. dude, that was crazy. He ran like 400 feet. Well, the thing about it is you got you got to own your your successes and your failures, you know. Mm. And you can't you can't go around holding your head down because you had a fail moment. You 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 know set a goal out there too big and you didn't hit it. You know, own it and move on. I want to take over Canada by noon. Uh, tomorrow, <laughs> tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean that, I is that an unrealistic okay, goal? Okay, so I got Saskatchewan is, done, but you know, it's not. <laughs> well, we had a driver Canada. that reached out. Is a good guy, I'm sure. But I'm talking to this is a, we did a 13 point assessment. So if you're if you're looking for a business coach, it starts with we will do a 13 point assessment with you to figure out whether we can actually help you or not. And the guy's goal was to take demilitarized oh, nuclear yes. submarines, yes. which I'm not even convinced there is such a thing as a demilitarized. Where they just give those to <laughs> yeah, Libyans? Sell them. <laughs> <laughs> and so he wanted to use that to desalinate water because of the power capacity of a submarine's nuclear engine. And I this, thought, this, this is not like, sound. This, this is real. This is, I remember no, this. This it, is real. And I'm like, what do you do oh, now? I'm, yeah, I know And it he's is. like, well, I work, I work at Jimmy John's. And I'm like, have you have any engineering background? He goes, no, I, I just was online. I was see Elon Musk is trying to create his own. I saw YouTube island, video. And I'm like, dude, do you, Elon Musk is a genius, and I know he's like, no, but he's coming up with the the hyper thing where it's a hyperloop, hyperloop where it's yeah. like a ski ball, where it's like a, a big train that Elon Musk is making to travel like a thousand miles an hour. And I'm like, he's Elon Musk. He's an engineer. He created PayPal. He's making Tesla. He's making. He's like, you are not going to tell me what I can't do. And I'm like, you know what, buddy. Tony Robbins is your man. Like you need to just call him up, and you and Tony Robbins need to just have that interaction. And that's so that's not what we can help you with. But even real business, you want to grow the real business. It's super easy. In fact, a siding company today closed four new 
deals this week. Woo. Came in, bang the gong, awesome stuff. Great win. Now, move number 17. Fire unhappy people and contractors. Let's start with you, Robert. Where do clients get stuck here? I want to get Wes your take on this. Wes Carter, Tulsa's number one attorney. Robert Redmond, business coach. It comes, people get stuck because they feel attached to employees because they don't know who they're going to replace the employee with. I get so emotional, baby. <laughs> Every time I fire a dude, I get so... You know, what, what, what happens? What, what's going on? No, basically, where people get stuck the most, what I have seen, in, and I'm working right now with uh, uh, 18 different businesses, what I've seen the most is that people... Uh, aren't able to replace other people, so they get stuck with these unhappy people. They show up to work, and they don't like... Even today, this morning, I was in a meeting with a client, and we were talking about how to rate your, uh, basically, employees, A, B, or C players, because they're talking about, man, these people are calling in sick. Well, Jack Welch, the number one CEO of all time, he has a system called Differentiation, which he used to grow GE, which was a stagnant company, by 4,000%. And he said, step one... You got to tell the employees where they stand. You got to rate everybody on a scale of A, B, or C. Back to you, Robert. And so we are setting this up, and we have built a hiring system so that can they can replace people. Uh, but whenever someone does not have a hiring system, whenever they're not continually interviewing, even when they have enough people in their business, they get stuck with unhappy people. And then what happens next? They show up to work and they start dreading showing up to work. This happened to you in the DJ company. Oh yeah, I was weak. I was weak. And so you start, sho- you start showing up to work. You're uh, unhappy because people uh, are unhappy that you're around. And you're stuck there because you have no one to replace them. The move is start always, always be hiring. Always be recruiting so that you always have a pipeline of people to replace people who are unhappy or unmotivated. Now, Wes, legally, you have somebody who's not happy. Can you fire someone for not being happy? Well, let me add this little tidbit here from personal experience because I, I do a lot of the picking new employees at our law firm. And I think what I've seen with some of my clients is sometimes it's ego. I hired that person and I don't want to admit I was wrong. I want to give them a little bit extra leeway because I don't want to be wrong. I hire it. I hired Marvin. Marvin is act, Marvin <laughs> right, actually so. Marvin actually pillaged our entire village. I mean, he actually took <laughs> everything we had. He actually just, you know, he's burning the office furniture. But he has potential. But I hired him, and I believe in him, he and he is what it takes. He's a Viking. He's an extra from a Viking and movie. And then on the flip side, you're talking about employees. Let me talk about clients. I have a rule I learned years and years and years ago. An attorney told me that was very the only wise thing he ever told me, but that's a different story. Never, is, never make a butter sculpture no, of your partner. You should, you <laughs> should turn down one out of ten of your clients as attorneys. Um, and maybe that and that's a rule of thumb, but when we come back, we, we have to pay some bills here, Wes. When we come back, I want to yeah. get your take on this because this is this is some wisdom here. And you're breaking down what kind of clients not to hire, what kind of people not to hire. You you are on fire. We're we're coming back. It's the Thrive Time Show on your radio. Stay tuned.